You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. What's up, my brothers and sisters? It is your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you are tuning into the Sea Chat with Tristan. Man, it's so nice to have you guys' beautiful ears. Have you guys here listening? We have um, a collaboration episode here today. And But before we get into that, don't forget to subscribe to Sea Chat with Tristan and also to follow Sea Chat with Tristan on Instagram so you can stay updated, you can be aware of what's happening, and um, you know be able to participate in some polls. Today, we have a very special guest, and her name is... Mackenzie Kolomachuk. Yeah, that last so It's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one, but um, it's a beautiful name. And Aww. she's a special person. I'm so glad to have her here. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you like, your interests? Okay, my name's Mackenzie. Um, I go to school with Tristan. That's how we met. And um, I'm really into color guard. Don't know if you know that is. Pretty, pretty um, obscure hobby, I would say. Mm-hmm. But it's in the band. People with the flags, super fun. That's what I kind of dedicated my high school career too and i'm really into jesus i go to church every sunday you'll see me there my mom works there so journey church and one thing she didn't mention but you guys have to know is she has one of the best styles i've ever seen the way she every single fit it's like a sunday thing every time she always has a different fit always rocking something new even at school she's always dressed pretty beautiful gorgeous all of it so i mean you guys should have seen her at prom which brings me to my next point our icebreaker what was your favorite memory about prom or your favorite thing about prom? About prom. I just love being on the dance floor with my friends. Like <laughs> something about like the vibe. Like, I don't know. I don't even care if people are sweaty and like touching me. <laughs> that was me. Something about it. Like just jumping up and down, like singing along to songs with your friends. Is, mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. Yeah. That's why I'm, if you can't tell, I'm like kind of losing my voice right now. So it's kind of hard to record this. Uh, but yeah, I really love the dancing with people and singing. Um, I am one of the people who sweat a lot, so I was always in the mosh pit. But um, my favorite memory about prom was honestly just seeing everyone like decked out, dressed up, girls looking amazing, guys like spectacular, like hot tamales. I come to feel like hot tamale right now because everyone just was rocking their fit, came in all dressed up, how they're bling, you know, their nice shoes. It was it was amazing just to see like all my friends who like I've grown up with since like elementary school and middle school, and to see them like dressed up like grown adults in like this nice gathering it really did feel like special and everyone looked and was like a million dollars so i love that about them so we're actually starting a new series today and it's called in the stars um i'm gonna do um this episode which is called astrology and the next episode is gonna be about um fate and determinism so if you like that um check in but um the main problem or the main things we're trying to understand um in this like short series is like what um, what are the stars? What is the future? What is the fate? And so this week we're doing astrology. And the first question dealing with astrology is what is astrology? Or is the Bible calls it like divination? Okay, so astrology in simple terms is going to be how you look at the stars and how the stars are placed and birth placements and birth charts. And it determines kind of personality, fate, whatever you whatever like it is interpreted as, yeah. it determines part of a personality or part of how things are going in the world. Yeah, simple definition for astrology would be um, using stars to describe and label characteristics and personalities of people. The Bible calls it divination, which is like just, I guess like a historic or um, like archaic word, but that kind of deals like astrology, all the other sort of practices of like looking at patterns and looking at um, stars and trying to predict and use that to um, affect and and influence your future. When I was looking at astrology, 
again, I was like trying to come up with the ideas, the questions, the podcasts, like that. And astrology seems very like interesting and unique. And I was trying to see like, is there like a middle ground between like astrology and Christianity? And I, I think I have my own answer, but I want to hear what you said. Like, is there a middle ground between astrology and Christianity? Okay, so astrology in the sense of really determining everything around you, I do not necessarily believe that is true because we do have Jesus and God who kind of like determine, they're the ones who really know our fate and determine our fate. But I did find Bible verses, such um, I'll read them off. So Genesis 1.14 says, let there be lights in heaven and let them be for signs. Mm-hmm. And Luke twenty one twenty five says, there shall be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. So I do think that the pattern of stars and the pattern of the sun and the moon really did have something and have um, had, had weight in the way that God made the universe. Yeah, I, I love the way you said that because like back then, astrology or not astrology, but like the stars in the sky were very influential just to people's everyday lives like people knew what month it was when it was gonna rain um they knew um like when they were boating like um, not boating when they were driving their boat or paddling whatever they did back then they (laughs) used the stars to navigate and to know direction and even on land they use it to find things and so like astrology i think god did give it to us as like a gift right as like this whole thing okay i'm gonna use these things to help you guys determine location help you guys find direction and kind of help you guys know seas and stuff like that but i don't think there was an actual I don't think astrology was meant to be like worshipped or to be idolized yeah. in the whole sense. Of like, okay, like because the stars are at 34 west and 64 north, I'm going to not eat Chipotle today because it's gonna make me actually bloated and all. <laughs> you know, a lot. I'm obviously that's a really exaggerate and extreme situation. What I'm trying to get is like, I don't believe it was made, and I don't think the Bible supports that um, astrology was made to be used to influence our life. Yeah, 100. percent so that does make sense, but what about angel numbers? Angel numbers tend to be a little bit deceiving, right? Because they have the word angel in it, so you'll probably think it's from heaven, you probably think it's from God. But um, how does that um, play into astrology, play into Christianity? Okay, so what I found is that angel numbers really don't have a biblical tie, but there is something called biblical biblical numerology, mm-hmm. which is the study of numbers in the Bible. And there are certain numbers that have weight in the Bible, yeah. such as threes, sevens, forties. We see the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in threes. We yeah. see, like, I have a biblical quote here that says, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love, from yeah. Corinthians thirteen thirteen. So there are numbers in the Bible that do stick out. Three is representative of divine perfection, and seven there is completion go. and perfection. So yeah, there are I numbers. Gonna, I was going to ask about that, because I know, like, a lot of the numbers tend to have, like, again, biblical meaning, and, like, that's kind of, like, the importance. Like, um... I'm not sure what 40 is, but I think 40 might either represent like endurance because like they were the Israelites were um, wandering in the desert for 40 days. Um, David was king for 40 for 40 years. Oh, sorry, 40 years for both of them. Um, <laughs> Solomon was king for 40 years, and so like um, Jesus when he was being tempted and when he fasted, that was for 40 days. Um, so like I think that shows endurance and perseverance. I'm I'm 100 sure on that. But um, a lot of times there are these numbers that um, are repeating the Bible and are used for significance. But I don't. I kind of. Like, I think that's, again, like misleading as people do see these recurring numbers in the Bible and they think, oh, there must be angel numbers. But I think angel numbers, but you can kind of agree with me on this, that angel numbers, like, illustrate something's happening in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, I think, like, 222 means, like, what you're saying is true, like, what you're thinking about is true, which, like, my whole entire thing is I think that's, I think it's wrong. I don't think it's biblically accurate. Yeah. One, because, well, at least for my common sense, mm-hmm. it's like, Time is just a figment. Like, time is not a real thing. It's not a real 
um, aspect of life. It's just kind of like this thing that we kind of agree with to kind of lead us towards things like for like the clock restarting at 12. Like, why does it do that? Like, the, like a lot of people have their phones on military time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people live their lives on military time. So would those numbers still occur in this? We still see them twice a day. Would you still see them, all that other stuff? And yeah, obviously, if we were to like, use our man-made time section, there is there are 60 seconds in a minute and, you know, 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day and all that stuff. But again, it's all very much just man-made, uh, man-construction um, to help us with our daily lives. So to mm-hmm. kind of put your faith and be like, oh, because it is um, one, two, three, you know, what I'm doing right now is like what I'm supposed to be doing or because it is five, 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 um, I'm like being protected in my next thing. I, I think that's, I don't, I don't think it's biblical. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I also agree with that um, God does give us signs in our daily life. So when you're having a hard day or something, maybe a butterfly will fly past and you know that you love butterflies mm-hmm. or that a butterfly is representative of something to you. So sometimes like, yeah, maybe we have numbers that we see. Like I remember one time I was driving to my first day of work. I was okay. so <laughs> nervous and I was driving there and one of the... Is um, it the pokey place? Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, the number on the mailbox of the house I drove by was, 777 mm-hmm. and I looked at that and I was like yeah like I felt made me feel peace and I and I didn't see that as like an angel number or any mm-hmm. kind of like divination thing I saw it as like God is giving me this peace and this to calm mm-hmm. myself so that I know like I know I'm gonna do good and I know I'm gonna succeed yeah so I and, think there are signs but yeah. I mean yeah and I, I I want to be a little bit careful with that because I, I understand I, I think I know where you're going with this and I do believe God probably did speak to you in that way because yeah. God knows us uh-huh. in a very intimate way but I think also that's um, to just watch out for your listeners, um, the devil also knows you, and evil also knows you too. So sometimes they use things that may seem like God but aren't really God to influence you. So sometimes, again, like yeah, they, you know that could have been God and all that stuff. And like God, I do believe God speaks to us in signs in different ways, and because all things are in His control. So mm-hmm. like I don't believe anything's too far out of His reach. But um, it's very important that we make sure we're not living our lives according to numbers that we see on our refrigerator. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely be careful with that. Don't. We shouldn't like, especially in a society where we're on our phones all the time. Mm. When you see that it's five fifty-five, you shouldn't jump to that yeah. because it's just a selective attention. Yeah, like, you just choose to see. Like think about all the times you don't see two two two, or you don't see five five five. Like think about the times you see like ten twenty-eight, or yeah. you see like seven thirty-one. Like just because you see it. You only are you're only realizing that it's a quote unquote angel number because you are choosing to retain that information. Besides, think about all the other times you didn't see that information. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then also, like, I mean, just for me, like, I thought with you know, I used to always see like the number nine eleven, mm-hmm. but like I just realized it was summertime, and that's just when I started waking up. You know, so it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's like a lot of times like, there's a very practical explanation for that. Mm-hmm. So with divination astrology in the Bible, Deuteronomy eighteen ten to twelve, it says. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcrafts, or casts spells, or is a medium or spiritist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of these same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. So I kind of want to know, like, why is astrology and divination like, why does that anger God so much? 
I think it goes against how he has, he knows he has this plan for everybody. Mm -hmm. And when you are following so closely with astrology, divination, omens, that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you are kind of rejecting his plan and deciding that his plan is not worthwhile to you, that the plan that you can see and that you can track is more worthwhile. And it's Mm -hmm. like this thing made by humans versus this thing that is divine and beautiful. And I can see how that could anger him. Yeah. And I think, like, it's so hard to describe like God's caring and love for us because like we just we never like honestly we, like there's no earthly thing that can do something like that for us but God loves us and cares for us just so much and to see like us do things that are, are leading us away from Him or making us have a harder life or not like things that are deterring us from hearing Him and seeing Him like that's kind of like bothersome because like I want you to be in connection with me I want you to be in a relationship with me so if you're doing all these things where you're like kind of distancing yourself from me and believing you know more about what's going to happen than I do about your own future I think he gets mad about that because he's like I want to be with you and I want to help guide you but if you keep listening to all these other guides or mediums you are going to block me out and I know that you need me in your life if you want to have a fruitful life because God does God is life in abundance yeah but what about the magi weren't the magi astrologers Um, We do see them following the North Star. Mm -hmm. So they obviously had to have some knowledge of the way that stars and the way that the sky works so that they know that the North Star is going to be there every single night so that they can follow in this Mm -hmm. time period. And um, I really think that is what goes back to like God gives us sign through the sun, the moon, and the stars. He gives us that to follow, but not necessarily to guide our lives by. It's a tool, Mm -hmm. but it's not the way we live our lives. Yeah. Um, The Magi's were um, actually... Again, like astrologers for the king. The king, um, like they, they stop by the king before they go to Jesus. And the king is like, oh, tell me who this king is. Cause I want to give him presents. But really, he just wants to kill Jesus. Um, but they were helping him predict the future and make the right things or whatever, what sorts. But I think one thing that's like really influential is like the star itself. I don't believe it was an actual star. I think it was like God's like presence, God's dwelling. Like um, when the Israelites were going out of Egypt and they're in the desert, like God dwelt in the fire. God dwelt in the like the like the windstorm. And so I think it was more something like that because a star wouldn't just stop under a building. A star wouldn't just move wherever you looked. So mm-hmm. I think it was God leading these people to this area, um, obviously to fulfill a prophecy, but I don't think it was actual stars, mm-hmm. which is like a little nuanced thing about that. But then also, um, just because God used them does not mean that God approved of it. You mm-hmm. know, like all things work for the good of God. So this was God's way of getting these resources to Mary, to get into um, Joseph, to um, to fulfill the prophecy. But it doesn't mean that God liked what they did or God even found favor in what they did. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to bring this up. might be a little bit off, <laughs> Go but for it. if Go you want to cut it out, you can cut it out. Um, <laughs> so I know that in slavery history, mm-hmm. they followed the North Star to get mm-hmm. to the North. And then I kind of saw that as like another way that God is helping people through mm-hmm. the stars. So okay. just putting that out there. Yeah. A good guide. Yeah. So I think we can both agree. We kind of came across this YouTube video that was very intriguing, kind of like made us take a step back. Um, there's like a lot of speculation that Jesus is just like a man-made story to kind of go along with astrology and the stars and the patterns, such as Christmas, like the star in the east, which is Sirius, um, the three kings or the magi or Orion's belt, which all kind of point to where the sun rises in the morning, henceforth the sun god or the son of God. I want to know, what do you say to that? In the end, Jesus 
is historically a figure majority of historians pretty much all of them mm-hmm. really do they find evidence that jesus and his 12 disciples and all those stories were believed at least by them like historically mm-hmm. they were all believed mm-hmm. and that does not just happen by a coincidence yeah. um there's no hallucination that's gonna that's gonna um cover all of that at the same time in the same thoughts there's no way that all of these people really put their faith and wrote about the same exact things. And also we see that these other gods, Osiris, all these people that are like the sun gods, quote unquote, yeah, they had their history changed later yes. to mirror parts of Jesus, mm. like to mirror the resurrection, to mirror the day he was born, to mirror mm. the virgin birth. They had those histories changed and we have no historical basis on them. Yeah. And so the video we're watching was like this documentary that actually like like influenced a lot of people in the 1990s about just their faith and their walk with God. And again, like it's pretty believable. There's a lot of things that like, because I hate you with facts so fast. You're like, oh my gosh, like this is really like taking me back. Um, but like you said, a lot of things were actually added on later. And like it's just, it just takes apologetics, to, apologists to just fact check it and like double and make, do a double take about like, okay, did this actually happen? Did this not happen? And yeah, so like the whole notion of this movie was or this documentary i guess if you can even call it that was that jesus was just another sun god or another spiritual deity that just followed this pattern of being born of a virgin dying being raised up three days basically the whole thing and all that stuff to that i say one it's wrong because like you said jesus is historically accurate he historically lived and all the other quote-unquote sun gods that exist or astrological gods that exist have no historical evidence. And one thing like I think we're talking about, right, is like, okay, if you can disprove all these gods, quote-unquote gods, um, weren't true, then why can't you disprove that Jesus wasn't true? Why do a lot of historians actually do believe that he was a real living person, that his disciples really did go preach out the word and end up dying for something that they believed in? You know, like, why would they do... If they were all going to make this thing up, why would they risk their lives for... Why would they all become martyrs for something like that? Yeah. And everything also kind of what I touch on was that and everything they say is that Jesus is like the sun god which kind of comes like from these pagan traditions but um, as we know Jesus actually comes from a Judeo bloodline and this whole story of the Bible is intertwined with the Jewish with the with the Jewish Old Testament the Jewish laws and so like the whole idea that um, some pagans I guess infiltrated and changed it and made the whole Bible something different is just wrong because again Jesus considered himself Jewish. All his disciples considered themselves Jewish. So why would people who are completely distinct from the outside world, why would they choose to all of a sudden follow something, give their life for something that they completely made up? Mm-hmm. That's everything. Yeah, we see that huge change in the death and resurrection of Jesus in people's faiths and what people mm-hmm. believe in. Amen. We can't see that in any other history. Yeah. We don't see a person come and go and people change their lives for them. Yeah, like Osiris or... Um, Horus, like all these. Um, so again, just a further clarification, if you're kind of under, trying to understand what we're trying to say, right? Um, this person kind of put this like stitched together video saying that, like, okay, there's like all these different mythical gods who again have a lot of the same traits or same like baseline traits that Jesus had. Again, like she said, a lot of them are actually added on after like second, third, fourth century on after the story after that's already happened with Jesus. So like they're just kind of being shifted and altered. But then everything they also um, confuse is just like the, the definition of some of the words. Like I think for Osiris, they say that he died and was resurrected. Except for like he was died. He was like chopped up into little pieces, thrown in the sea, collected in this box. And then like he became like um, ruler of the underworld. I mean, that's just not the same definition as Jesus. That's not the same definition that 
But we believe we think resurrection has come back to life in person, in the flesh, talking to people, communicating, not just ruling over the dead, because that's not really a resurrection. That's just an afterlife. Yeah. And everything that you talked about, which I really, really love, is about, like again, the, the transformation and the testimonies of just people. Like These people, not only do they believe in something, but their whole lives, their whole personalities changed because of it. Um, Thomas, St. Thomas, um, we gave you to go to Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul was literally on the road killing Christians, and then all of a sudden, now he believes in God. Now he sees him because God interacted with him. And you wouldn't see such a radical change with a hallucinant or with just someone who just made something up. And I think a lot of times we have to realize that the power of a faith comes from what the faith is believing in, mm-hmm. not just not just what they tell you. Yeah. Another point I kind of want to bring up is the Zodiac chart. They say that the cross is just a pagan illustration of the Zodiac chart, which is, again, like two lines are perpendicular, a circuit on the middle, and then they say like um, the 12 constellations kind of run around it, similar to like the 12 disciples. Like what, what is your whole um, notion about that? What, what do you kind of make of that? Again, we see the 12 disciples in history. They wrote these, they wrote these encounters. They wrote about these encounters with Jesus yeah. and everything. They are 12 real people. real people. They were not made up. They were not made yeah. up to fit this pagan sense of astrology. So there's, there's just no way that they correlated or in any way were pagan. Yeah. And everything, like, again, just bring it up. Like, okay, so yeah, they, if you say they represent the 12 stars, signs, or whatever. I mean, there's obviously plenty of more stars, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you can make whatever astrology you want. But then also, like you said, these are real 12 people. Like, they weren't just made up. Like, historically, they've been proved that they've been alive, that they've been killed, that they died, and that they um, that they died believing in something greater than them. And so that's and everything. It's like, okay, well, you can say, oh, they're just the 12 constellations, and they're just depictions or... Um, I guess part of the storyline, but it didn't actually exist. But again, history proves that. And one thing I want to say, like even um, like the twelve tribes, like like we talked about this before, there are biblical numbers that have relevance, that have importance, and twelve is one of those numbers. And there's twelve signs. That's great. Correlation is not equal causation. You know, just look at it that way, and um, just be aware that um, that is something that people try to use to kind of like distort the whole imagery, but that's not true. Yeah. Okay, and so for the last question, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about about zodiac signs, how do we as Christians navigate um, zodiac tests, zodiac personalities um, with our faith and in our own lives? Like how much weight should they hold? Okay, for me, I've always seen it as something for fun, to do for fun. (laughs) Like, I don't know, I've never put too much weight on it. Mm -hmm. I do know my chart and I know certain things about it. And I know like my family knows charts yeah. and stuff, but it's never been something that's the end all be all. I really do not think, I think God would not look favorably upon people who yeah. are using it to explain their faults yeah. or like using it to just justify their actions yeah. and their negative thoughts, their negative actions. Like yeah. I would never, I would never use it for that. And I don't yeah. think anybody should ever use it for that. Yeah. Well, like use it to like figure out like who you should marry, who you should date, all that stuff. Yeah. That's um, like life decisions that are not to be made by things, some stars. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, like I really thought that there's probably some correlation because like, like God's a God of pattern. So I'm like, okay, like it's not too obscene to think that, God would make everyone born this month kind of act that way and like these certain things kind of align with the stars. But again, like the Bible clearly says, do not practice divination. Ezekiel 13, 23. Therefore, you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will save my people from your hands and they will know that I am the Lord. And so like, again, the Bible just constantly repeats and, ref- and um, refutes astrology into 
Like, like it's like you kind of want to dabble with both, right? Because like that's like the new thing. That's a new age where it's like, okay, like astrology is kind of cool. All these stars, all these things. Like I'm Pisces, I'm a Scorpio. Um, I'm actually a Scorpio, by the way. But all <laughs> of it does not fit my character, not fit my personality. But um, I think it also kind of like like you said, kind of perpetuates this whole idea that you are already made. You're already one way and you can't change it because you're this because you're that it kind of gives like an excuse of staying that way when the whole entire power of the the whole entire point of the gospel is the power of jesus's blood jesus's resurrection how that can cause life transformation and it's not just oh because i'm born at this time because i'm born in this day because the moon was moving in this way when i was born um i'm forever going to be like frustrated and angry and stuck up Mm -hmm. you know yeah god has this master plan for your life and it's not going to be found in some stars amen (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Mackenzie, so much for joining me, for just being part of this episode. I couldn't have asked for a better person. I'm so grateful and thankful you're here. And I hope you just have a wonderful day. I hope all of you listeners also have a wonderful day. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Seed Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could have benefit a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram or email at tristanguillaume16 at yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.